Welcome back to another episode of Chance at the Podcast. I'm Niall and Brittany's here with me today. And we wanted to dive into the topic of mental health. I feel like with the pandemic and just the state of the world, we wanted to kind of tell our mental health journey and like what are some of our daily practices and um, kind of like some tips on things that you can implement in your life that benefit your mental health. For me, I, growing up, like having a therapist was kind of like a taboo topic. Like, especially I feel like in the black community, like for years, a lot of people viewed like you, like kind of doing something for your mental health in terms of like maybe getting a therapist or going to family therapy or whatever that is. Like people looked like black people in general would look down on that or like had a stigma about that or thought like something crazy had to be going on with you for you to like get a therapist. And at least that's how it was. Like, I'm not saying my, my like mom and dad felt that way, but I'm just saying like, I think in general, like black families in the past have kind of like a negative connotation when it comes to therapy. Yeah, for sure. Like people think they can just deal with their own problems and don't want to seek help. Um, And I think it was previously viewed only for people who go through dire situations, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something severely bad happening rather than, you know, just experiencing a season of depression or, um, you know, just wanting somebody that's licensed and professional to be able to um, speak to about, you know, some inner demons that you may have. Yeah, for sure. And like, also, I think too, specifically in the black community, we haven't seen a lot in the past. uh, We haven't seen ourselves in that industry. You know what I'm saying? Like for a long time, I don't think it really was that many black therapists or if there were some, that maybe wasn't a resource that was available to you for multiple different reasons, you know? So like, I don't really think I was really like aware that people went to therapy for like non-dire issues, like until I was probably like a sophomore or junior in high school. I always thought like growing up that like therapy was reserved for like people going through a divorce or like they experienced a death or like something like a really big life changing event. And I didn't know that you could just go to therapy just if you have some things that you don't feel comfortable talking with other people. You want to talk to somebody that doesn't really know you in, in a sense of like a family member or a good friend, you know? And so like, yeah. I wasn't really aware of the magnitudes of like what therapy is and could mean to just like a everyday average like person, you know, until I was probably, like I said, like 15 or 16. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, like when I was in high school, so I went to an all-girl Catholic school and we had counselors. Um, we had only like two counselors, I think, but my school was fairly small. Like it was only a couple hundred, couple hundred people. Um, but when I was in high school, like that's when I also started to notice people going to the school of counselors like all the time. Like you could just like leave out of class and like go talk to a school counselor. Um, and and certain people just would always go do that. So I was just like so curious. And then we would also like have to check in with our school counselors, um, especially the closer we got to senior year, because you have to start thinking about like, where you're going to go to college and stuff. So they kind of doubled as like an admissions counselor, like Mm -hmm. helping us with college too. It was really weird. 
But freshman year, actually, before that, I was actually like introduced to like a new counselor at our school. And they were like sought me out because my dad was deployed. He was deployed while I was in school and like the school knew that. So they thought that I might need like somebody to talk to. And I never thought like, oh my gosh, like this is a pivotal moment in my like high school career. Like I'm going to go to my first homecoming and like, I'm going to start learning how to drive, blah, blah, blah. My dad's not here. Like, I don't know. I grew up with my dad, like being deployed on the ship and stuff. Like quite often he was in the Navy, but when I was in high school and like you know, you're navigating different things. I guess the school deemed me um, somebody who might want to turn to somebody to talk to. So I just would have like these check-ins, like not even me wanting, like seeking that out, but like the school just being like, here, like here's a person. And it was just like, it was such an interesting process, but I really enjoyed it because I would just like go in and just chit chat about you know, how I felt and what was going on and like how my home life was. And like that kind of changed my mindset about therapy. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, you know, I'm glad you brought that point because I do remember like school counselors, but some, it's like some, some of the counselors would kind of play a bigger role than other ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like some counselors like had a, just kind of a bigger heart. So they would talk to stuff, talk about stuff with you outside of just academia, you know? So I think, yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of people's first interaction with someone kind of in that kind of space is a school counselor, whether that's in high school, middle school, whatever. Yeah. And I would say like, they also have to be careful because I think the rules are even more sensitive in school, you know, on speaking on certain things about your personal life and your home life. And, you know, because the school at some point is obligated to report back on certain things that you may say. So that's another thing. I think some people may have had negative experiences with school counselors because they do have to go tell your parents or report back to a teacher or something. If you are dealing with something that's a little bit bigger than them because you're a minor. Whereas once you're an adult, I think it really is, um, you know, a privacy uh, that you have unless you say, you know, like I killed someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. For sure. And and even when you get a personal like licensed therapist, I think they you do sign an agreement that if you do say something like kind of that alarming that they do have the right to possibly like contact someone about that. Isn't that true? I mean, probably. I never signed anything. <laughs> oh, okay. but I don't know if that's like tied to my insurance. Like, I don't I don't know. Um, but I've also only seen a psychologist instead of psych psychiatrist. And I don't know. If yeah, that okay, that's a different. Yeah, that, those are two different pe- type. Yeah, those are two different people, um, and that's a good point because I think you're right. The other one would make you like sign something. Psychiatrist, yeah, can give you medication and treat you yes. that way. Where a psychologist right. is somebody licensed to speak to, and that's like mm-hmm. actual therapy. Whereas the other is more like medical counseling, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. When I first went to therapy, like I went to therapy a couple times in high school. And I want to say that like, I think my, I I really don't, it's really crazy. Y'all, my memory is really bad. I don't remember a lot of things, (laughs) details of things that happened like more than five years ago. And so like, I remember my first therapist though was in high school, but I don't really remember why I was going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just remember I went. But I feel like it was some bullshit that had to do with some high school drama. Like, I don't remember thinking it was anything that significant. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if it was really significant, I would remember. And since I don't remember, I feel like it's just whatever. But yeah. my mom made sure that it was a Black female. And I remember, like, going to her because she was really comforting, like, in a sense. It felt like talking to, like, a mom, like, my mom, but it wasn't my mom type of feel, <laughs> you know? And so, like, that was my first experience, like, with therapy. Um but I really wish I remember what I was there for. But right now I don't remember. <laughs> I need to ask my mom. Were they tied to the school? No, it was like someone out that was completely a private person. And my mom found her sort of thing. Okay. But I don't. I didn't go for a long time. That's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking it wasn't anything significant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, and then my second therapist that I occasionally still go to now now that I'm out of college as well I was introduced to her while I was in college LSU and at the time I think I saw her for just a magnitude of different things I was like going through a breakup I was like trying to figure out what I wanted my life to be like you know post-college and I felt like you know college is such a crazy time you're really trying to figure out really who you are and so like on top of, like I said, like the breakup and stuff that she was helping me get through, it also like helped me just kind of like get my life together in all aspects. Um, and she was really good. And I saw her for two solid years, like, and I would see her like, ooh, like two times a month. So like we formed a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. And, but how I met her was I met her through our, uh, at LSU, we have a mental health center. Is that what they call it? But, oh, no, no, it's like the health center, but it's a part of, and then they have like a mental health, like kind of like department, mm-hmm. I guess. And they offer free counseling for all of the students on LSU's campus. And I found her because I had insurance, but it was just the convenience of having somebody just on campus, you know what I'm saying? It was just so easy to just go in between classes and go to my therapist or whatever. So I decided mm-hmm. to go with that option. And when I called and made my like first initial appointment, I wanted to make sure that it was a black woman and it was and she she was like the only black woman i think that was a counselor at the time at lsu um mm-hmm. she's phenomenal i can't like she's literally phenomenal and yeah so that was like my most i feel i count that as kind of my first therapy experience just because of the age i was and like i i just vividly remember it and it just like really helped me in life at that time period so yeah that was my first like real therapist yeah, I so like I started doing the count like the school of counseling in high school when my dad was like deployed, but that wasn't anything major in my life. And then when I got to college, like I hadn't, I never really had like a long period of time of counseling, especially just like a soul counseling session. So I honestly didn't get a therapist until senior year of college and of course my senior year was only one semester because I graduated early so Mm -hmm. honestly it was just like from August 2018 to December 2018 but the main reason why I went is because the summer before um like like literally up until August I was just experiencing like severe anxiety especially when I was like living in New York I just had like a really hard time in New York and yeah, it was just like my first time experiencing anxiety to that level where you, you're you physically impacted by your anxiety. So when I got back to school, I just knew I needed to like go, go talk to someone. And throughout that process, it was just like very, I think I went every other week as well. Like I think it was bi-weekly for me, but um, I really enjoyed it. Like it was a comfort and um, it was just somebody that I found through like my insurance. So I didn't mm-hmm. really have um, like a plethora of options. I just like kind of told them, 
what I was looking for and somebody who was like located near me and able to um, take me and was available. So mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't able, I wasn't able to get um, a black therapist or kind of have that option, but it didn't like, it didn't impact my sessions just because like, yeah, it just didn't like, I didn't yeah. even know that she was very, she was very cool. Um, the therapist that I had. And then she also helped me through a breakup as well. <laughs> so um, I just, a lot was going on my last semester and my relationship was just really impacting me too. So like having somebody already there and like who knew, who knew me and I was able to kind of talk through that entire process mm-hmm. and like kind of mentally prepare me to um, go through, you know, that breakup. I was really grateful for and that was like the first time I ever really had somebody licensed that I could talk to. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't had therapy since then until recently. Um, I started therapy up in January of this year because I've just been not having a great season. I've just been undergoing a lot of stress and anxiety and just not having a great time. So I just felt like it was important for me to seek somebody yeah. um, to talk to. Yeah, for sure. I I wanted to go back to when you were saying that like your therapist helped you like kind of like get through your breakup. So let's we're going to expand on that. Like cuz I said comments some of the similar things. I feel like the main thing I've learned in therapy is just like they just kind of give you tools to better uh, like work through situations that you're going through. And they and they give it they give like that sort of advice that you wouldn't get from like your best friend or your mom or like like I said like your brother. Like they really give more of like tools to help you in the situation versus just like a bias of like, Oh, well what I would do or da 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 da. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's very Mm -hmm. much like active tools that anyone can do to accommodate any situation that you're going through. And like, that's my favorite thing about therapy is just because I felt like a lot of times I was just like, life is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Guys, like nothing is going to like going to therapy. Isn't going to like prevent life things happening to you. So like, therapy for me it just gives me the tools to go through those life things at a better in a better mental state like that's that's all it is for me and yeah I find it comforting to talk to someone too that doesn't that isn't like already has a personal opinion about a situation as well mm-hmm. I felt like that really helped when I was going to therapy about my breakup because I feel like okay obviously I was talking to my friends and I know they want the best for me and that sort of thing but like really talking to someone that has no that, that doesn't know that person doesn't know you on a real personal level. It's just very, very helpful. Yeah. And not just going through a breakup, any sort of situation that you're feeling, people in your life are already going to have like pre-existing thoughts about whatever you're going through. You know what I'm saying? So it's just mm-hmm. really helpful in that in that sense. Um, and I think Brittany is really good that like you're now like, you're like aware that like, okay, like I should probably get back into therapy. You know what I'm saying? Because I think for a lot of people, they kind of struggle of like when they should, are they really afraid to start therapy or um, they can't identify when they're having some sort of issue where they, you know, therapies probably need it. And so I just think that's really cool that you're aware of yourself and you know what I'm saying. And that comes with growth though as well, you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. I agree with all of that. Um, Like for me, I think, like I hate being depressed and I hate having like feelings of sadness like day in and day out. So, and I know a lot, I obviously everybody does, but I'm, I'm just that type that like, I will do anything I can to get out of that. So as soon as like I recognize a pattern and it's like, you know, weeks 
happening weeks at a time, that's when I'm like, okay, no, like I need to get, get someone to help me get out of this because I know like I can't do it on my own. And like, obviously you guys know, like I'm full-time student and I'm a full-time employee. So like managing all of that for any regular person would be overwhelming. You know what I mean? So when you add in like, you know, personal things you have going on with like friendships and relationships and, you know, extracurricular activities and things like that, it's it's a pandemic and, you know, you're, you have your whole future ahead of you. Like all of that at once is just very, very overwhelming. So for me, I was like, I don't have the privilege of being able to like sit back and like slow down and like figure out what part of my life do I need to take a step back from? Like Mm -hmm. I kind of have to show up every day. So in order for me to manage that, I was like, I need to talk to someone (laughs) and like be able to like kind of let out all of my stress and everything that's going on on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. It's very important. Very, very, very important. And, and like, especially like you're saying, like how busy you are, like it's even like, I, I feel like when you're, y'all know, even like, it's like the more busier you become, the more you have to prioritize your mental health, you know, because it will suffer, like the more things you add onto your plate. So I definitely can see how that's really important um, during this stage. But I wanted to talk about like how, what other things can you do to like get, I mean, like what other things and t- tips and tricks do you have? that aren't like therapy related to kind of get your mental health like back in check. I know you like to work out a lot. So I'm sure that's probably one. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's definitely starting my day off on a good foot. So like waking up early and like getting on top of things that I have to get done. So working out is definitely something I have to do every day, even if I don't want to, or I'm not motivated to, because like those endorphins just feel really good for me. And then I don't know. Like, well, you went like, like a self care day the other weekend. You like went to spa. So last weekend, I went and got a massage, and that was great. But on yeah, but that's because like my stress was starting to physically get to me. Mm-hmm. So like my back and my neck and my shoulders were aching. Um, so I went and like I literally just took care of that because like I can spend like one hundred and twenty dollars to go do that just because. Like, I can't bear the pain (laughs) on top of, like, everything else going on. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, it's an ongoing process. Like, I really – I'm still struggling (laughs) to this day. I'm not going to front. But, like, it really is just a journey. Like, I think – I don't I don't think I'll have all the answers like anytime soon, but I can just say, like, I show up for everything that I have to because I know if I didn't, it would just, like, make everything worse. Yeah, for sure. I definitely get that. Um, I think one of the things too that helps me is if like I'm going through like a particular situation, like journaling helps too, in my opinion, a lot. And um, I kind of just like to indulge in a little bit more of a self care. So if like I I have a little bit more time in my hand, I guess, than Brittany, but like if I have time to like watch a couple episodes of my favorite TV show, I'll do that. And it's just like some downtime, and it just like. I'm not focused on whatever I'm going on in life. I'm kind of like focused on that TV show. So like that helps a little bit, just like a mental break from your own like mental madness, I guess. And I also like to, um, I know this is really bad, but I really like retail therapy, like (laughs) going into a store for just, even if it's like 30, 15 minutes and just like, I'm not thinking really too much about anything else. It's just like, I just like to shop. 
So yeah, that, that's one of the things I like to do as well. Obviously, like within a budget, you guys, I'm not like just randomly buying like $1,500 purses. It's like, you know, within reason. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, something I do want to add, and I think people are probably expecting this is like, what do you do when you have a hard day is like, you know, drink a glass of wine. But um, that, that too. Yeah, but I was going to say, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> like, so if you're, you're gonna... having a bad day, then by all means, like have a cocktail or two. Like I definitely do it. But I think if you are depressed, yeah, I would say true. avoid, like avoid drowning those feelings and how you're feeling with, you know, drugs and, and you know, alcohol, liquor, just because I think, you know, it makes it worse. It's a depressant. So when you're smoking and you're you're drinking and you're already in a depressed state, it, it just makes the situation worse. So that's something that I definitely don't do when I'm in the period because I just know like it can spiral. Yeah. Especially if you're like, if you have a history, like your family has a history of like, you know, being addictive, like having an addictive um, trait, like definitely I want to kind of, I want to put that warning out there for folks. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's really important. That's like really, really important. Um, Yeah, really important because some people, <laughs> I think some people mask their depression with other activities. Yeah, and that's not good. And then it just blows up in your face eventually. Oh my gosh, I just thought of something else that helps. Um, your pet. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, I was just about to say that. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to my therapist about this. So, okay, I've, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I have a cat. Um, his name is Keiko. He's like 11 pounds of fluff, and he is very dark chocolate. And that like is my comfort. So if there's like, if you're a person that like suffers from anxiety or like, you're not really like an outgoing person where you're like going out and about and socializing, I definitely encourage getting a pet because like, it's something that you have to be responsible for and show up for every day and take care of. But it's like an unconditional love that is just really comforting. And like animals pick up on when you're not feeling your best. So like, kid you not like, he will come if I'm just like laying down, just like not in the best mood, like he will like come and like cuddle with me or like last night, like I was home alone and I was just like not in a great mood. And he was like following me around the house. Um, like he picks up on your energy, like pets yeah. pick up on your energy and like emotional support animals are real. Like that's a real thing. And I hate when people like make fun of people for having, cause you, you know, you can get your pet registered for that so that you can take yeah. them like on planes and whatever and in hotel rooms and, all types of stuff. So like, that's really real. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I had thought about getting a dog when I, yeah, I had thought about getting a dog, but not right now. That really <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, th- that's a really good one. If you're in the space where you can get a pet, I would definitely like recommend that because it also gives you a lot more routine to your life and it forces you to like get out of bed and, you know, wake up a little bit earlier and it just, I think it starts your day on a better foot, you know? Yeah. I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. And like, I would also say if you're somebody who may be experiencing like these feelings of like being down and lonely, like, I don't know. I think I find that having pets makes you a more sociable person because it gives you like a topic to talk about with like coworkers and like going out. If you have a dog, like you can go walk your dog and like meet people. And it's just like, it's just easy I mean, if you, like like Niall said, if you can afford it and like you have the ability to do it, um, and do it, it just, the right way, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no one because, uh, Yeah. Um, uh, something I wanted to talk about before we kind of got off this topic too much of therapists is kind of like how 
we do that because I think a lot of people struggle with like, you know, so yeah. we you were able to get free therapy when we were in school, but like post school and once you're like an adult, like how do you go about getting yeah. therapy? Yeah, so by all means, we don't want it to seem like like we know that therapy is definitely at extra cost and that not all people can afford it. Like just the whole healthcare topic in general is just really devastating in my opinion just because a lot of people just aren't afforded the basic human rights that they should be given and so we definitely wanted to put that out there like we understand that it is a cost and a lot of times you know it's really real like if you if the if like first of all you getting there therapy without insurance is an absolutely like ridiculous fee i think my therapist once told me that she's around 300 an hour for people that don't have insurance and now that I'm not in school anymore, she has her own private practice. And so when I had seen her, I saw her like a couple times last year, just like one off sessions, nothing like on a regular schedule. And um, I have insurance and I'm, my copay was, what was I telling you about? Because I was complaining because I thought it was too expensive. It was like 120 or one. Yes, 120 an hour. And I have pretty good health insurance, you guys, like pretty good health insurance. And it was 120 an hour. And I was expressing to her, like, yeah, like, even me, I have a full-time job. I feel like I make a decent salary. That's still a big stretch for me to spend $120 for one hour. And, like, it's very real, the cost of therapy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think as now, like, more people are talking about how important therapy is for everyone's mental health. And I think now they have a lot of resources on how to find maybe some somebody that more in your price range. Or some free services. Like, cool. um, I know a lot of people use, um, what's that? It's that therapy finding website that helps you, like, find a therapist in your area. Um, I had a friend tell me that she used this app, this website called Empathy. So I M-P-A-T-H-Y. Um, I think it's .org, but you guys might want to try .com too. So there- we're gonna, um, We'll put that in our link tree. So like if anyone's looking for that service, we'll put empathy. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I I don't know about Care Of. Is that a therapy? I think Care Of. It's Care Of. Um, yeah. That might be one. And then I also want to say, so if you do have insur- like health insurance, the way that you seek out therapy through that is one calling your provider and asking what your what your service like what you're able to get um, if you're able to get specialized care, and then two ask them for a list of people within your network. Um, so for me, I have Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. Um, I have a very specific group because you know I get my insurance through my employer. So I went and called, um, I asked, and you can also check online too. Um, and then they will pull up a list. And then from there you call a couple of offices and see who's available. And then that's how you get started. So, and and I would definitely just encourage trying that route first before you go on these other websites. Um, because your insurance knows exactly like who would be best, Mm -hmm. um, to work with you. So my, copay is $35. Yeah, which that's is so good. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty affordable. So I'm going on a weekly basis right now. Um, just because that $35, that's like, you know, that's nothing. That's, that's like literally going on. What you <laughs> yeah. said that's what? That's a trip to TJ Maxx for me. Oh yeah. That's like literally going out and getting something to eat and a drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? You like, yeah, that's a very exactly. affordable rate. 
Yes. So definitely do that first. Um, but if you don't have insurance, I would say um, if you're in school, definitely go to your school's yes. mental health office. Sure. Um, if you're not in school and you don't have health insurance that covers that, I would definitely do some research on other ways that you can try and get yourself out of the, um, you know, a, if you're depressed, I don't want to say anything that, you know, go work out. Like that's not going to help. Um, no. <laughs> that's not going <laughs> to everything. Um, but I think I definitely do think like getting in a routine, waking up early, like forcing yourself to like make the bed and like eating healthy and really mundane tasks. Like when you're really down, like simple things will make you feel like at least you're productive today. You know, mm -hmm. like at least I took a shower today. And for some people, like it really does get that bad. Yeah, it does. Um, I think one of the things that helps me too is just my mental health in general is I really pray a lot. And like, I really try to lean on God and like reading like the Bible and things like that, that, that it really helps me and it really like lifts my spirit. So if you are a social, spiritual person, I would recommend just leaning in even more than you normally would do because I really think it helps. Um, I know like I was not going to go into details, but I was telling Brittany the other, was it, I think it was like last night, like literally like when I feel really down, like it's just weird because I'll pray, pray, pray so much about it. And it's just like randomly, I just feel so much better. And I feel like it's nothing but God. Cause I just like, it just feels like a weight. It's like lifted off my shoulder. I don't know. It's, it's a very like kind of spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Um, that's happened to me several times when I've been mm -hmm. down and that's really been a help to me. So if, like I said, if you are a spiritual person, I would recommend just diving even more into your relationship with God. But yeah, it's definitely something very personal. And I feel like mm -hmm. everybody has their own journey. But I would say like, don't enlighten us that if you are religious, um, I wouldn't just stop at like, you know, doing your daily prayers, like yeah. try and like, dig a little deeper and other ways that you can get involved in prayer. And, and so for me, I'm not somebody like I have a lot of friends that will like watch a sermon online and like play gospel music. And I've just never been that person. Like in high school, guys, I was a campus minister. I was a youth minister. I was involved. Um, oh, you did it, honey. <laughs> I was involved in like this organization called Teen Cross. That was like this Catholic like youth across the greater New Orleans area. Like I was really in it and then I never I knew that college, so funny y'all I like funny I because I know you like, you're was, not like that now I was the like person it. that like gave the um I was a Eucharistic minister so I would like give people you know the the bread at church so communion? I yeah communion I literally was that person so y'all I like used to go so hard in <laughs> high school and then when I got to college like it just like dwindled down but and I <laughs> Honestly, I'm from being honest, it and this is like kind of fallen off a little bit, but it's just because like the Catholic Church just had a lot of issues, especially in New Orleans, that I just felt detached. Like it was hard for me to support a church that just had so many issues, like abortion and women's rights and just Yeah, you know, we can't even get into that because I think point. I was just gonna say though, like I'm not that person anymore, but something that always works for me is the novena. Oh, yeah. So a novena is like a, I believe it's a day of it's nine days of prayer, and I don't, rem, 
I think it's nine days, but I have a book that like literally every day for like a period of time, like I have to say it. And then there's actually like a calendar of novenas throughout the year. So I do that whenever I'm like, like really, really down. And that helps me kind of like get in tune. Mm -hmm. And what makes it even more special for me personally is like my novena book was given to me by my grandfather who's no longer here. So I don't know. It just like, it always seems to like put me in the right direction. And I just want to that because I'm not like a super religious person anymore but there's a way to yeah. get back to it it is and and like we can I think it would be such a good episode for us to talk about like our spirituality our spirit what I can't talk right spirituality? now spirituality yes journey and um because I think both me and Brittany would identify as we're spiritual people but I don't think we're like organized religion people yeah so like we'll we can dive into that a little bit later but um I, you you've done the novena like three times like you do that religiously like every single year so I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah guys I mean we're gonna wrap this up but we we just thought that like you know it's really especially in these times it's like really easy to get down you know what I'm saying I think people mm-hmm. are now realizing like that they might even have mental health problems. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like, because when you're distracted with the world and you're go, 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 and you're at work all day and you're surrounded by friends and stuff, you don't really think about things that are really impacting you on a mental state, like a mental level. And so like, I think we just wanted to come in here and talk about our journey, how we deal with it and just kind of give some insight into this whole like mental health therapy um, discussion. And like, we encourage everyone to take it really serious. Like we take it very serious and like, I think it's also to to note that like it's really good to have supportive people around you that like you they understand that you might be going through a difficult time and just like having that support system really helps you get through that stage a little bit just you know like you know what I'm saying? it'd be hard for me to be talking about going to therapy if my parents or like my best friend didn't understand why I was doing it or they don't see the importance of it so like that generally like helps but if you don't have that support system still do it. I like, we really encourage it. And like, I don't know, it's just really important. Yeah. 100%. I think it was important for us to be vulnerable, vulnerable about it because people who you may see looking like they have a glamorous life or whatever, whatever, you don't comparison is the devil. And I just, I don't ever want people to think we're just managing by without, you know, all yeah. of our own. Yeah, for sure. So, we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, and we are some of the resources we mentioned, we will make sure to put them in our link tree so you guys can easily access them. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. See ya.